Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, let's get this show started. Welcome once again to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Friday, week one of high school football, episode 443 on this Friday, August the 19th, 2022. And just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. And on the show today, it is the special high school football review preview edition. I will have my broadcast partner, Corey Bank, on the show just for a brief moment. This is week one. So what I'm going to do is every Fridays from 5 to 6 p.m. on the station, I'm going to recap all the games from the previous week, and preview week two. We did have some Thursday night games last night in the Chattahoochee Valley, so let's roll. Well, I'm going to start out with a game that I called LaGrange and Smith Station. And first of all, before we get into this game, this is the first time that I have called a high school football game in 20 years. The last time I called a high school football game, when it comes to play-by-play, was in 2001. So last year, I was the public address announcer for Russell County football. This year, I'm doing the Georgia-Bama CW High School Game of the Week. It was a very exciting game in the first half. Smith Station did jump out to the 13-7 lead. Two plays in that first half for LaGrange that turned the game. The kickoff return by Magic Johnson and Jalen Brown punched it in to make it 14-13. to And then R.J. Tucker, four seconds left to go in the first half. It looked like a conservative run call. LaGrange trying to just eat the clock and just go to the half up 14-13, knowing they're going to get the ball to start the second half. R.J. Tucker takes it to the house. you you got to listen to the broadcast. I get way too excited. It was just incredible. And LaGrange had a 21-13 lead at half. And then they got the ball to start the second half, and they just put on a downpour. 42 unanswered points, and LaGrange gets the victory over Smith Station, the 7A program out of Alabama, 49-20. to LaGrange is now 1-0 on this season, and next Friday night at Callaway Stadium, they will take on the Northside Patriots. Smith Station has to take on their crosstown rival, the Central Red Devils at T.C. Britton Field at Panther Stadium. And last season, Central beat them 56 to nothing. But that was in Phoenix City. This is going to be in Smith Station. And I got to say, for a Thursday night high school football game, that was a very lively crowd. 
And the fans are just amazing at Smith Station, and they love their football. Yes, it's going to be a tough year. Jackson Greer does come back at quarterback. They did finish 2-8 and eight last season. But I still think that Coach Glisson has got a good team that can compete. It's just that they were running into a powerhouse in LaGrange that went 9-3 and three last year and made it to the second round of the playoffs. LaGrange, I'm going to be talking about the Grangers a lot on this show. Being in the Chattahoochee Valley and close proximity to the radio station in Newton, the LaGrange Grangers are looking to try to win their region, but it is a tough region this year, especially with Stars Mill and Whitewater going from 5A to 4A, and then Trinity Christian, the defending state champions for single-A private, are now in this division as well. And their crosstown rival, the Troop County Tigers, always a tough matchup for the Grangers of LaGrange. But Magic Johnson, what can you say? He is a playmaker. He could take it to the house just about every time. Jalen Brown is that dual-threat quarterback. And LaGrange has got a great team, and that's why they're in my rankings. So every Monday, I reveal my top 10 teams from East Alabama and my top 10 teams from West Georgia. Now, the last couple of weeks, I've been flip-flopping Troop County and LaGrange. But LaGrange has proven that, that they could just beat about anybody. I mean, a 7A program from Alabama that is in a very tough region in 7A Region 2. And LaGrange was able to get the victory. Now, the broadcast, I had fun calling the game. Corey Bank is my broadcast partner. And we do call for the CW Georgia-Bama and Beam TV. And you can catch a replay of the broadcast on the CW Georgia-Bama from 11 to 1.30 on Saturday and Sunday. And it was a pretty fun broadcast. A big shout-out to Thrift Behringer and DJ Jones from Sports Visions as they were calling the game over at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. Carver and Hardaway, Thrift was texting me, and I was texting him back and forth on the score so they can update their broadcast. Carver and Hardaway was a very competitive game in the first half, just like the LaGrange and Smith Station game. Hardaway had a 10-7 lead on Carver, but in the second half, Different story as Novell Dean, the new quarterback for the Carver Tigers, he took it in on one of the plays and Carver scored 35 unanswered points to get the victory over the Hardaway Hawks, 41-10 to at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. A great Thursday night lineup and Carver, they're one of the teams that I have ranked in the top 10. I got them at number two. New head coach Pierre Coffey. He is going to have a challenge as Carver is going to have to, you know, they're going to compete for a state championship no matter what. Hardaway is no longer a region opponent. And I feel that I should not penalize a team in my top 10 just because they lose to a great program like Carver. I think the Hardaway Hawks are going to be back in my top 10. I mean, they hung with Carver in that first half. They were only down 10 to 7. So I think that the Hardaway Hawks, they have a tough test. Right now they're 0-1. They travel up to Callaway Stadium in LaGrange Thursday night to take on the Troop County Tigers. That is going to be a tough matchup. Another opponent no longer in their region, but they're familiar with them from last year because they were in the region together. And Hardaway is going to have a very tough season. 
I think the region is a little bit different. It changes a little bit. Shaw is still in their region, but they still have teams in there like Westover, Cairo, and Bainbridge. So it should be a very interesting season for the Hardaway Hawks. Meanwhile, and I had on my Twitter poll, this is the high school game of the week for week two. And uh, come on, Carver, Spencer, you guys got to represent. The votes are not all that great right now. I talked to DJ Jones. DJ and Thrift are going to be out at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. It's too bad they're not going to play at Otis Spencer Stadium. That stadium is not going to be ready until October. They're going to be back out there for the Heritage Bowl. That is always a great event. Carver and Spencer and just the pageantry, the rivalry. You got residents that have lived in Columbus for years that they return to Columbus they wear their Spencer Greenwave shirts with pride. Carver wears their shirts with pride. It's just a heated rivalry. And Spencer making the move down to double A. Remember, they have athletes. Gary Gaithier was the leading passer from last season's team, and he is back. And they have some athletes, eight players from the state championship basketball team. And Carver's going to have a tough matchup. I think this is going to be a very close game. I know that Carver has owned this series the last couple of years. Uh, I hope that's the high school game of the week. You got to you got to vote. I mean, you got to get on Twitter and vote for that because uh, I got what's I called the sports beats high school game of the week, and and that's what it is. And and hopefully we can get some votes. All right, it was a very emotional scene at Kennett Stadium last night. As many of you know, the passing of Shaw head coach Al Pellegrino over the summer. At the coin toss, his children were in attendance and they were part of the coin toss. It was a very emotional scene for the Shaw family. And Shaw came out and they defeated Marion County 24-8. to And head coach Blair Harrison, he came over from Brookstone that has got to be just a tough ask. Is is he wanted a coach along with his best friend, but he has taken over the realms and the Shaw Raiders. You know, sometimes when you want to play the game and you want to win, but it was just very important just to get out to the stadium and and support the Shaw Raiders. They're one and zero on the season. They will be back at Kennett Stadium Thursday night as they will take on the Kendrick Cherokees as Shaw tries to improve to 2-0 and on the season. Not a whole lot of Thursday night action last night, but we did have Lee Scott Academy beat Chambers Academy 33 to nothing. Was that not a statement win for Lee Scott Academy? I mean, come on. I actually added them into my top 10 for East Alabama, thanks to Jack Patterson and Rex Castillo convincing me that you should not sleep on Lee Scott Academy. I think that this is going to be a good team. They're returning 16 starters from the playoff team last year that went to the semifinal game, and now they are going to be one of those problems in AISHA. They're going to be a problem. Chambers Academy won 10 games last year, and they lose to Lee Scott Academy 33 to nothing. Yeah, Lee Scott Academy is going to be uh, jumping up in my rankings for sure. All right, now that I got all the Thursday games out of the way, see, this is a great show. We, we, can, we can get this done, but normally these shows that I do on Fridays are going to recap everything from week one. 
Well, last week we had a lot of jamboree games, a lot of scrimmages. I happened to be in attendance with my broadcast partner at the Harris County LaGrange scrimmage. But we are going to start with the Sports Beats High School Game of the Week. You voted on it as fans on my Twitter page. It's Glenwood and St. Ampicelli. Now, we've never had this matchup before. You got a private school from East Alabama, now in the AISHA, taking on the Pacelli Vikings, who were, they were in single-A private last year. So this matchup was allowed because of that. It's going to be at Dimel Field. That place is going to be electric. I expect to see a good game. Head coach Ryan Nelson has got the Glenwood Gators in his second season. And you know what? I'm excited because we're going to be on the call for a couple of Glenwood games this year, including on September the 9th as they will take on Bessemer Academy. I'm looking forward to actually going to Glenwood Stadium and actually calling that game. Another big game. In fact, it is a top five matchup. In the state of Alabama, you got the Central Red Devils, who are currently ranked number two behind Thompson, taking on the Hewitt Trustful Huskies, who are ranked number five. Garrett Harrison Stadium is going to be lit. There's going to be a lot of fans out there. Residents of Phoenix City just love their central football. I go into a Walmart in Smith Station, uh, you know, just to get some stuff before the broadcast, and they have a little section where they have uh, t shirts. And it's nothing but Central Red Devil stuff. No Smith Station, no Russell County. They all love the Central Red Devils. And it is going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a test. This will be the first time that Central head coach Patrick Nix does not have one of his sons at quarterback. They're going to have a new quarterback, but they have three stars on their team. Three guys are going to be playing at the next level. Starting with the talented five-star cornerback, A.J. Harris. He also plays on offense. He's also a kick returner, just a dynamic player who's committed to Georgia. Then you have the wide receiver, the four-star wideout that's committed to Auburn, Carmelo English. I remember seeing him last year make a lot of big plays on offense, and now he's back for a senior season. And then their defense is stout with the edge rusher, Tamarian Parker, who has decommitted from Penn State. He is going to give the Hewitt-Trustville Huskies offense problems. When you look at 7A football, you think of Central, Hewitt Trustful, you think of Thompson, Hoover, Auburn. Well, we got another top five matchup as the Auburn Tigers are taking on Hoover in Montgomery, Alabama. And that is going to be a very big game for the Auburn Tigers as well. Another board of war that I'm really excited about. You know, I work in LaGrange, so this is going to be a huge game tonight at Callaway Stadium. The Opelika Bulldogs, they have made the jump from 6A to 7A. And it's a rematch from last year's crazy game between Opelika and Callaway, where Callaway won it on a blocked field goal to take it all the way back to the house. Opelika was trying to win it on a field goal, and they win 30-21. to Now Opelika takes on the Callaway Cavaliers in Callaway Stadium. Head coach Pete Wiggins has built an incredible football program that won a state title in 2020. The Callaway Cavaliers went to the Final Four last year, even though the region has ECLA. This is the team that we have talked about a lot on the broadcast. Eagles Landing Christian Academy is now in AA. This is a team to watch out for in Callaway's region. 
Also, a big shout-out to Landmark Christian and head coach Tommy Lewis, who's also a friend of this radio station, as uh, Landmark Christian is also in this division as well. All right, and because, you know, I, I broadcast out of Columbus, you know, the Chattahoochee Valley, but I do want to give some love to some of the Noonan schools because this is broadcasted on WQEE. On Saturday, you got East Coeta taking on Stars Mill in the 2022 Coeta Fayette Classic. That is going to be lit. Other Saturday matchups, you got the 2022 Football Kickoff Classic at Dan Washburn Stadium in Lynette, Alabama, just across the river. Lochapoca is going to kick things off against Lafayette. And then, right after that game is over, Lynette, the home team, is going to take on Dodosagula. Also, Noonan taking on Sandy Creek on Saturday as well. Just going to run down some of the other high school games on Friday night as Columbus is taking on Northside. That is a home game for the Northside Patriots. Kennett Stadium is actually the home stadium to Columbus, Northside, and Shaw, but this will be a home game for the Patriots. You know, Northside actually jumped out the gate 3-0 last year, but they had a tough season. They failed to make the playoffs. Columbus did pick up a few wins. They moved down to 3A with Carver. Let's see if Columbus can improve this year. As I mean, they're not really known for football. They're known for baseball. They're known for basketball. The stars out of Columbus have come from the other sports. You got Frank Thomas that played baseball for Columbus High under the legendary coach Bobby Howard. And Sam Mitchell played for Columbus in the early 80s. But Columbus, let's see how they do in 3A. It's going to be very interesting to see. With the new reclassification, you have all these teams moving Kendrick, Jordan, and Spencer moving down to double-A. And not every team in the Chattahoochee Valley is playing this week. I mean, Russell County, I call games for Russell County. They're having their jamboree this week. I'll actually be there. We're trying to work out the Kings. They're playing Southside Selma for a half, and then they're going to turn around and play Eufaula for a half. So it should be interesting. Should see a lot of fans out there, but this game doesn't count. Their season starts next week as they will take on the Harris County Tigers. Speaking of the Harris County Tigers, they are hosting Troop County. It is a border war. That is going to be a great game. As Harris County, I know they didn't look all that great against LaGrange. Maybe LaGrange is just a juggernaut, but it was a scrimmage game. Harris County is still a 5A program that made the playoffs last season. And Troop County, what can you say about the Troop County Tigers? As Teo Todd is an electric dual threat quarterback. And this is going to be a big matchup. And this is also the WTVM's high school game of the week. So a shout-out to all the people that voted on this game. We had a lot of choices for high school game of the week, especially on my Twitter poll. And I'm going to round out the rest of the games. Just want to give a shout-out to all those small schools in uh, single A. Uh, Manchester is traveling to take on Bowden. You got Spencer going to Greenville. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. I love seeing these big high school programs. Now Spencer's in AA. They're in the same reclassification with Greenville. And we'll see how it goes. It's going to be interesting. Columbus is going to go to Manchester in a couple weeks. So I'm very interested to see that as well. you got Schley County. Jack Patterson on WRBL said that Schley County can compete for a state title. I agree with him. They traveled to take on Tattnall Square Academy. Schley County is going to have... 
a lot of opponents that are going to want to see them. Uh, Chat Code does not play this week. They will play next week. Some of the teams that will play next week include the Jordan Red Jackets. I'm excited that Jordan is having football back again. As you remember last season, because of injuries, because of COVID, the Jordan Red Jackets canceled their football season. Anytime you cancel a football season, it's detrimental to the fans. We had less high school football games. I was looking forward to seeing two games on Thursday night and two games on Friday night. That was just a tradition around here in Columbus. And it was unfortunate, but the kids are excited that they're going to be playing football once again. And so the high school matchups tonight, so at Kinnett Stadium, we have Columbus taking on Northside. At Memorial Stadium, we have Seminole County taking on the Kendrick Cherokees. Now, Kendrick had a tough season last year. They finished 1-9. and nine. And one of those wins was the forfeit win to Jordan. But Kendrick has made the move down to AA. So let's see if they can compete with the likes of Spencer and Jordan and Rutland. Some of the teams that they play in that region now, they play a lot of teams from Macon over on the other side of the state. You got Valley taking on Hanley. The Rams are going to be traveling up to Roanoke, Alabama to take on the Hanley Tigers. Now, the Hanley Tigers are one of those teams in 4A that could compete for a state title. Valley has made the transition from 6A down to 5A, led by their quarterback, Cam Dooley. The Valley Rams are looking to compete in 5A and be one of the top teams in the Chattahoochee Valley. A big challenge taking on the Hanley Tigers before they take on the Lynette Panthers in their annual rivalry game. Oh, that's going to be so awesome. And I know I got plenty of time to talk about Russell County football. They don't play this week. They play in their jamboree. But they are looking to have an incredible season under year two. In year two under head coach Dylan Griggs. It's just amazing what he has done. His coaching and his staff have really turned things around in Russell County. They had their best season in 13 years last year with a 6-4 and four record. And when they take on Harris County, they're now in a new reclassification. They have new region opponents. No more Opelike, no more Robert E. Lee, no more Eufaula, no more Valley. But I'm interested to see what Russell County does in year two under head coach Dylan Griggs. They have got a talented junior quarterback, Robert Calhoun. One of those quarterbacks that had some growing pains last year. He threw some interceptions, but he is one of those quarterbacks that can move out of the pocket, throw to his favorite target, A.J. Black, out in the flat. He's missing D.J. Epps this year. Last year, D.J. Epps and A.J. Black were the two wide receivers that he liked to throw to, but he really doesn't have to do much when he's got Drew Pickett in the backfield. Drew Pickett is a highlight reel waiting to happen every time he touches the football. I remember on the broadcast last year seeing him break away for many runs. I know that I'm excited. I'm going to call his number a lot this year, and I cannot wait. Drew Pickett, one of those players that can take it to the house just about every time. And new defensive coordinator Kendall Lacey is going to have the Russell County defense really improve things in year two. It is going to be an amazing season for Russell County. Hosting the Harris County Tigers in week one. 
So I'm going to recap my top 10 from East Alabama and top 10 from West Georgia here on the show. Just to get you up to speed, this is a ranking that I do myself, and I don't take into consideration which classification the schools are in. I just do it based off of this team has an easier pathway to the state title. All right, here we go. Starting with East Alabama, and there's really no question, the unanimous number one team in East Alabama in the Chattahoochee Valley is the Central Red Devils. They went all the way to the state title game last year and lost to Thompson, the three-time state champions. Central is looking to make another run to the state title. And the two big tests on their schedule, tonight against Hewitt Trustful and September 23rd against IMG Academy. Central does have Auburn on their schedule as well. Enterprise, Prattville, they do have some tough opponents but the central red devils are looking to go back to the state title game and win a state championship for the first time since 2018 i know that jamie dubose he had an incredible staff on that central red devils team head coach patrick nix he brings championship pedigree to the central red devils and they should be back in state championship consideration number two i got auburn Now, Auburn and Central, it seems like they meet up in the state playoffs just about every year. They met in the semifinals last year. Auburn almost got the win over Central. It was a very close game. And Auburn almost pulled off what I'd like to call could have been the greatest upset in high school football history as they almost defeated IMG Academy last season. A lot of people forget about Auburn. They forget about how talented The Auburn Tigers are, and they have a big test week one in Montgomery, Alabama, taking on Hoover. Number three, I've got Opelika here. I think that Caden Cooper coming back, he is a highlight reel. Roman Gagliano is going to be the quarterback. He was starting as a sophomore last year. They're going to miss Jarrell Stinson. He's now at Ole Miss. But Opelika at 6A, we're playing 7A opponents last year, including Central and Auburn. Opelika's got a big test against Callaway tonight at Callaway Stadium. But I've got them ranked number three on my list. So you've got the top three teams in the same region ranked on my list. That just tells you how tough this region is. Number four, I got the Lynette Panthers. You know, I had them down in the top ten, but they were down in the seven and the eights and I decided to bump them up in my rankings this week because what head coach Clifford Story has got going for him, even for a 2A program, the Lynette Panthers are one of those teams that competes for a state title just about every year. Number five, I got the Russell County Warriors. And I think that what head coach Dylan Griggs is going to do in year two is going to be something special. I cannot wait to see the offensive trio of Robert Calhoun, Drew Pickett, and A.J. Black. Number six is Lee Scott Academy. I think I'm going to bump them up in my rankings next week. So they just defeated Chambers Academy 33 to nothing. They are for real. That was a statement win, and I think they will move up in my rankings. Number seven, I got Glenwood. The Glenwood Gators under second-year head coach Ryan Nelson are looking to show their fans that they can compete with just about anybody, and they got a big test, the high school game of the week, 
as they will travel to Dimel Field to take on the Vikings of Pacelli. Number seven, I got the Eufaula Tigers. Now, they're not in action this week. In fact, they're playing in the Jamboree, which I will be in attendance for, against Russell County. Eufaula is still part of the Chattahoochee Valley. They went down from 6A to 5A. Still a great team. I remember seeing them against Russell County last year, and Eufaula just blew Russell County out. I was not expecting that. Eufaula had a down year last year, but they are looking to compete, and that's why I got them on this list. And they're still considered in the Chattahoochee Valley. So, number nine, Lochapoca. It's the poke away. The head coach for Lochapoca says it's state title or bust. I love the swagger. I love the confidence in Lochapoca. And then I've got number 10, the Valley Rams. Now, there are some teams that I left off this list that I could have easily put back on the list. Hanley, if they get a win, I think that they're back in the top 10. I did have Chambers Academy. I dropped them. And I, I just don't think they're going to be in my top 10 next week after losing to Lee Scott Academy 33-0. But, you know, it's only week one. Time will tell. You also have some other teams, including Lafayette. And you also have Notasagula. So you do have some teams that could crack the top 10. And who knows? Find out Monday as I will reveal my new top 10 on Monday's show. Now moving over to West Georgia and this is where the controversy starts. Because first things first, before I even reveal this top 10, I made a mistake. I accidentally left the Hardaway Hawks off this list. You know, at one time they were ranked five on my list. And I just forgot to put them on there. And I kept making excuses. I kept saying, oh, well, they were six and five last year. And they had two very close wins with Spencer and Columbus. And, and they made the playoffs. But Hardaway is a very good team, and they kept it close with Carver in that first half, and uh, they're going to be back on my list. I don't penalize a team just because they lose week one. Hardaway is back on my list for next week, but here's my list that I revealed this on Monday, and this list will change this Monday. Callaway is number one. Head coach Pete Wiggins has got a great program, and they compete for a state title just about every year. Their path to the state title could have a hurdle as Eagle, as they welcome Eagles Landing Christian Academy to the region. That is going to be a huge matchup when they face Ecla. Number two, the Carver Tigers. You know, I've been watching that documentary in the trenches that Rex Castillo did at WRBL. A big shout out to Rex. A great documentary. New head coach Pierre Coffey. He came over from Chatco. He was on the coaching staff at Spencer. He wants to instill that this team can still ball. Carver went to the state title game last year, but lost to Benedictine. And they still have players on their team that have that state championship, and they want to go back to the state title game. And they made the move down to 3A. Number three, I've got, number three, I've got LaGrange on this list. Now, no matter what happens between Troop County and Harris County, I just don't see a scenario where Troop County is going to jump LaGrange. A statement win by the Grangers, 49-20 over Smith Station. Yeah, I know that game was close, but Jalen Brown is a playmaker at quarterback. And I'm going to add the – I'm going to try to give uh, Jack Patterson and, and Rex Castillo 
Another player you can add to the do not kick it to list, and that is Magic Johnson. A.J. Tucker had a couple of touchdown runs. LaGrange is number three. Number four, Troop County. A big game against Harris County, and the next week they take on Hardaway. Teo Todd in at quarterback. Head coach Tanner Glisson has got the Troop County Tigers ready to go. They are fired up. And then number five, I added them to the list on Monday because Jack Patterson reminded me that Schley County can compete for a state title. Schley County will take on Tattnall Square Academy this Friday, and they are one of those teams I added to my top five, and they are in. Number six, the Bocelli Vikings hosting Glenwood. I really don't think my list is going to change, and I'm not going to penalize. If it's a great game, and if if St. Apicelli loses by a very close score, I'm not going to penalize them and knock them out of my rankings. you got two amazing teams. Number seven, you got the Chattahoochee County Cougars, and uh, Chaco will not play until next week. Number eight, Brookstone. I know they got a new head coach. And they're not going to play in week one. They will play Glenwood next week. That is a candidate for high school game of the week. In fact, it's leading in the votes right now. I actually tallied up the votes. Right now, 72 people have voted on my Twitter page. And Brookstone and Glenwood is leading the way. And this is where all the controversy starts. Harris County is number nine. I did drop them down after seeing them lose to LaGrange in the scrimmage 42-7. to But you got to understand, LaGrange just might be playing on another level. Harris County is still a 5A program that will make the playoffs. They're projected to win their region. They got a region with only five teams, but they're still considered one of the best teams in the region. And then number 10, I got the Spencer Green Wave. I think having Gary Gaithier back at quarterback and Spencer moving down to AA and in October having a huge home field advantage when they finally play Glenn. When they finally play games at Otis Spencer Stadium, I think that is going to be a huge advantage for the Spencer Green Wave. And I think they do make the playoffs in AA. And uh, we'll find out how they do against Glenville. Glenville was another one of those teams I could have put in the top 10. But I do apologize to the Hardaway Hawks. I will make sure to get you in my top 10 next week. Right now, I believe that Hardaway is going to be number 7. So there you go. There's my list. Uh, I did reveal this on Monday's show. I just wanted to bring it back on today's show so you can get a glimpse of my list once again. Just a lot to run down here on this high school football show. I cannot wait for week two. Don't forget, I have on my Twitter poll what is going to be the high school game of the week for week two. And right now, the matchup that's in the lead is Brookstone at Glenwood. Followed by Smith Station and Central, Harris County, and Russell County, and Carver and Spencer. There was actually a fifth choice that the Twitter poll only gives me four options. But Valley and Lynette, that is a big rivalry, and that should be in that should be in consideration for high school game of the week. Both outstanding football programs. Valley has moved down to five A. They have jumped around in my rankings. I did reveal my rankings on Monday. I will put out new rankings on Monday's show. We do have some high school football games to play this Friday night. I will break down all the high school games on Friday, Saturday, and Thursday night leading up to next week's show. So on next week's show, it will be August the 26th from 5 to 6. We'll break down all the matchups. 
I might even have a guest. Who knows? I had a blast doing this show. You know, as I've been getting the word out and growing this show that I'm going to do every Friday from 5 to 6 on WQEE, I've been talking to high school football coaches, players around the Chattahoochee Valley that are interested in being on the show. And I just want to make sure that I get to cover all the small high schools that we don't necessarily talk about. But first of all, I want to give a big shout out to the station's in Columbus that work tireless hours putting together highlighted footage of all these games. I'm talking about WRBL sports team Rex Castillo and Jack Patterson and WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy. Thank you guys so much for putting together these highlights. This show that I'm doing today, it could not be possible without your hard work. So thank you once again. I've had all those people as guests on this show. You got to check out those episodes as we preview high school football. I've had several high school preview shows leading up to week one in high school football, and it's finally here. I am so excited that high school football is finally here, and I cannot wait till next week's show. Now, we went a little short today, but I promise you, I will cover all the high schools next week recapping everything happening in week one. I will preview week two. You know, I got so excited, I was getting ready to preview week two because there are some incredible matchups in week two. Don't forget to go on my Twitter page and vote for the high school game of the week for week two. And once again, your choices are Carver and Spencer, Smith Station and Central, Harris County versus Russell County, and Glenwood versus Brookstone. I wish I could get a fifth option in there. I really wanted to put Valley and Lynette, but the Twitter poll only gives me four options. Hey, you could actually pick that as a write-in candidate. I mean, if we get enough write-in candidates, I think that Valley and Lynette could be the game of the week. Clearly, high school football is back in the Chattahoochee Valley, and I just want to make sure that high school football is known and known well here in Columbus. Well, I think it's about that time to bring my broadcast partner, Corey Bank, on the show just to recap this LaGrange-Smith Station game. We'll be back in a few. You don't want to miss it. And welcome back to the show. And on the show, I have got my broadcast partner from last night's game, Corey Bank. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Richard. It was a pleasure calling last night's game to kick off the high school football game of the week. You know, they're letting me have an hour to recap high school football games. I mean, which is hard to do. It's week one. I can't recap from anything from last week. But let's talk about this Smith Station-LaGrange game. Did LaGrange make a statement last night uh, putting the 49-20 to victory over Smith Station? Yeah, it was absolutely incredible what they did. That LaGrange offense was firing on all cylinders like we talked about in pregame Richard that team's offensive line truly got it done they were able to open the necessary holes for running lane for both their backs their running backs and receivers and you have to like to play Jalen Brown last night was able to do everything it took to become an elite quarterback in Alabama and in the Georgia region. So last night, he was able to get outside the tackle box and be able to make the necessary throws on the run 
We also saw him score a couple touchdowns on some quarterback power read option plays. They ran a lot of pistol offense last night, but they were incredible at doing so. So when you have a guy like Magic Johnson to throw to, he was just straight up electric in terms of passing the ball to him in screens, in the returning game. It looked as though they just didn't want to kick to him. Yeah, they stopped kicking it to him. Yeah, LaGrange made a statement for sure. Uh, it was a very competitive game to start in the first half. I mean, Smith Station did jump out to that 13-7 lead, but then Magic Johnson ran the kickoff back in Smith Station territory. One play later, Jalen Brown takes it into the end zone. LaGrange is up 14-13. to Then the defense gets a big stop. But, Corey, I'm still in shock about this play to end the first half. LaGrange gets the ball back with four seconds left. Tucker runs it into the house, a 54-yard touchdown as time expired in the half, and LaGrange was up 21-13. to I got excited on the broadcast. What did you think of that play? That play? Well, we looked at that. That was a conservative play before half. We thought, oh, maybe they're just trying to run out the clock. No. And it's because of their offensive line and their stature with Jalen Liggins and the other parts of their offensive line, they opened up that B-gap. And they found daylight and hit it for a 53-yard touchdown run. It's just one of those things. When you have such athletic specimens at the offensive line position, but then you also have guys who are able to open up the holes, not only on the offensive line, but you had you have really good running backs who do the same. I could serve a play call being able to open up daylight. I tell you, I am so glad we're not doing any more Thursday night games because I am completely worn out. I had to go into work this morning, uh, but we're going to be back at it tonight at Russell County. We get to see a preview of the Russell County Warriors as they are going to be in their scrimmage. They're actually going to take on two opponents. In the first half, they're going to play Southside Selma, and then in the second half, they're going to play the Eufaula Tigers, the former region opponent. But we get to see the Russell County Warriors They'll play the Harris County Tigers next week. That will be their week one. We have plenty of time to preview that game. I'm just excited just to be out at Russell County Stadium. It, it's just an electric atmosphere. I have ties to Russell County as I spent a year being the public address announcer last year, so I'm very familiar with the team. This will be your first time in Russell County, but I know you've heard a lot of good things about Russell County and them building off their 6-4 and four record from last year. And head coach Dylan Griggs has got a great program going there in the county. That is for sure. It looks like they have stout athletes at all skill positions. And that makes it so much easier to be able to coach these young men. And because it is Coach Griggs' second year with this team, we should be able to see that they are going to be, in my personal opinion, they'll be better than a 6-4 team. I think they're projected to be a 7-3 team. Seven and three. Wow. So you are calling it. Corey got them going seven and three. Uh, one one opponent in their region won the state title for 5A, Pike Road. Pike Road makes the jump up to 6A. That's going to be a tough uh, opponent. You still have those talented teams from Montgomery, Sydney Lanier and Carver Montgomery still region. Park Crossing, another team out of Montgomery is also in their region, but they also include Stanhope, Elmore, and Wetumpka. So September the 16th, we will be 
back at Russell County as the Warriors will take on Wetumpka. So we got a great ball game that we're going to cover, a Jamboree game indeed. It should be a lot of fun to cover this game tonight, just like it was last night. Again, this is the first week of the high school football game of the week. This is part two tonight with us covering Russell County. You know, I have the advantage of working up in LaGrange, so I'm actually familiar with the Grangers from LaGrange. They're definitely going to make my rankings as I come out with a top 10 list of the teams from East Alabama and West Georgia. And LaGrange is up there, followed by Callaway, Carver, Troop County. You got some great teams in West Georgia. Uh, Callaway could compete for a state title. Uh, I think the Carver Tigers, in year one with Pierre Coffey, made a statement last night defeating Hardaway 41 to 10. And also I feel, you know, Kinnett Stadium, you know, I live like 10 minutes away from Kinnett Stadium. I mean, I consider the Shaw Raiders like the high school team that I root for because that's where my girls will probably go to high school. Uh, they had an incredible they had an emotional night as the the passing of head coach Al Pellegrino over the summer. His children were part of the coin toss ceremony. And I know that there wasn't a dry eye in the stadium, but they were able to get the win over Marion County 24 to eight. And it was one of those games that was important for them as we didn't really have a whole lot of action last night, Corey. I know that next week I'll recap everything from week one. And, and I, I thought there was going to be a, a short show, but uh, I appreciate you jumping on and, and really just recapping uh, the Smith station LaGrange game, uh, just, just jumping on real quick. Absolutely. Well, Richard, thank you for having me on. This is going to be a great broadcast tonight, and thank you. Oh, I cannot wait, and I'm really excited, and I look forward to seeing uh, all the things that you're doing in your broadcasting career, and uh, not bad for our first broadcast, huh? That is for sure. So it's going to be onward and upward. I see a great future for us together. But most importantly, we're doing this for the young men and the development of betterment for them in this society. And I believe that we're going to see this season a lot of key players who are going to go play at the next level. All right. That is Corey Bank. He is the color commentator, my broadcast partner on the broadcast for the CW Georgia Bama High School Game of the Week. You can catch the CW Georgia Bama High School Game of the Week on Saturdays and Sundays from 11 to 1.30. And uh, don't forget that we will be in Seal, Alabama next week as the Harris County Tigers will make the trip over the Chattahoochee River to take on the Russell County Warriors, another border war, and I am so excited about it. Absolutely, Richard. Thank you for having me on, and take care. All right, you too. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of this podcast. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. 
All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.